amazing. I always, again, hate to interrupt your wonderful conversations. I'm sure you're um, having a wonderful time. But, very excitingly, we have Evie Manners, everybody. Let's give her a round of applause, shall we? <laughs> Evie Manners. I'm super excited to hear what Evie has to say. Uh, and as we say, it's, a, it's an all-age uh, all talk. So if the children would like to come forward, Evie would love to address you. Come and we can. There's a beautiful space right here um, to any children of however, if they'd like to. Go on. Yes, yes. Come on, guys. That was a bit, a, a bit of a premature uh, clap there. Yes, that's what we like to see. That is, that is leadership. Love that. As the children are kind of, uh, coming down, I'm going to just pray for Evie. Uh, as she, uh, she speaks. That was a nice slide. Lovely. Yes. Father, I thank you for Evie. I thank you for all that you have given her and all you've given her to share today. Lord, I ask you would, uh, you would speak through her this morning. And Lord, I pray for us as well. Uh, Lord, you'd open our ears and our hearts and our minds to hear what you are saying to us this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Right, I need to log into this. So, today I'm giving you the fourth installment of our Summer Sundays. We started with Abraham, and we're looking at the lineage of Jesus, his history, who came before him. So we started with Abraham, then we looked at Rahab, then we looked at Ruth, and now we are at David. So David is a very complex character within the Bible. There's a lot to him. He was anointed to be king in childhood. He then went on to defeat Goliath. Then he escaped death from King Saul, eventually became the king of Israel and Judah. He had a time of adultery with Bathsheba and then repented afterwards, which we see in the Bible. And then his birth of his son Solomon, who would eventually carry along the line to Jesus. So he is this incredible character in the Bible, and he wrote many of the Psalms, and we learn so much through him about how to be a human being who makes mistakes and always ends up with God. So today we're going to kind of zoom in to one part of David's story and we're going to look at when he was anointed in childhood. And at this point he was described as having the spirit of the Lord come powerfully upon him. So to tell this story I'm going to need eight volunteers. I'm pretty sure I've got eight children here if you would all like to come up. Do you want to come up? Yeah? Everyone, I'd like a line with the tallest person at this end and the shortest person at this end. How's this going to work? It doesn't have to be exact. Where do you guys fit in? I think you're going to be down that end. I've got a special job for you. Can you come over here for me? I need you to do a very special job. And you're going to come stand over here. Guys, this is our David today. Your name is now David. So do you want to come stand here for me? I'm going to call you in a minute, okay? You wait there. So Samuel is a character in the Bible, and he is a person who has been sent by God. He's been told to go and find the next king. So... Samuel is a person who at the moment quite likes the current king, King Saul. So he's a little bit nervous when he's told by God to go and choose the next king. It's a little bit awkward. But God has already told Samuel that it's going to be okay. This is the right thing to do. And you need to go to Jesse because it's one of his sons. 
so. Samuel is on the way to Bethlehem to Jesse's house. Now, I love to remind my sisters that even though that they're taller than me, I'm still older than them, and that's very important. But in this case, this order is our age order of Jesse's sons, and Jesse had eight sons. So when Samuel got there, Jesse gathered seven of them. That's a bit important. We need to remember that. So Samuel saw the tallest son of Jesse and thought, this has got to be the next king. The tallest one, surely that's got to be it. The oldest one, it's got to be him. And God said to Samuel, you're not supposed to look at the outward appearance. I don't look at that. The Lord looks at the heart. Now, this is our important bit. This is our first important bit of information, okay? And I need all of your help to remember this. The Lord looks at the heart. Can you say it with me? Right? Three, two, one, go. The Lord looks at the heart. Everyone help me remember that because I will forget it. So Samuel was saying to God, is it this king? Is it this one? Is this going to be the next king? God was like, yeah, no, it's not this one. Sorry, not this one. So God, no, Samuel goes to the next one. God, is it this one? This is the strongest son. Are you strong? Can you show us your strength? No? Well, this is the strongest son. (laughs) And Samuel was saying to God, is it this one? And God said, yeah, no, it's not this one. So he goes to the next one, and this is the smartest son. So Samuel's like, it's got to be this one. God said, it's not this one. Oh no, we've missed, we've got the the first three and it's none of them. So we go to the next one and this was the most beautiful son of of Jesse. And God said it wasn't this one. So we go to the next son and this son was the best speaker out of all of the sons. Talked the most, like Samuel's like, surely we need a king who can speak well. It wasn't this one. Oh no. We've only got two left. Simon's getting a little bit worried at this point. So he goes to the next son. God, is it this one? This one is the best fighter. Can you show us your like, best fighting pose? Yeah, this is the best fighter. We need a good fighter. Is it this one? It wasn't this one. We get to the last one. Simon's a little bit worried at this point. This is the kindest son of Jesse. Are you kind? Yeah? But God said it wasn't this one either. And Samuel's a little bit worried now. He says to Jesse, all of your sons are here and none of them are the son, is the one that God has chosen. And Jesse says, oh wait, hold up. There is actually one more. And he is out tending to the sheep and the goats. So this is our David. And David comes forward. Do you want to come forward for me? And as David arrives, the Lord says to Samuel that this is the one. So this is our second bit of information. So can you help me remember this bit as well? You're going to need to remember this. So this is the one. So everyone got that one? Can anyone remember the first one? What's the first one? The Lord looks at the heart. Second bit? This is the one. Great. So let me just check. Great. And that's the end of our story. And this was the moment where the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. This is our David. Yeah? You good? Yeah. Right. Everyone give a round of applause to our amazing volunteers. You guys can go and Thank you, guys. Do you guys... Don't go back up there. Come back down here. I'm not finished yet. 
You can go back up there, that's fine as well. Come sit back down. So, this story absolutely blows my mind. David was the youngest son, and he was out looking after the sheep and the goats, to the point where Jesse didn't even think to call this son. There was no way that this was the one who was going to be chosen. But the Lord still chose him. Now, can anyone remember either of my two bits that we had to remember? Can anyone? Can you do it? The Lord looks at the heart. Yeah, can anyone remember the other one? Has anyone got it? Josh, have you got this one as well? Yeah? Shall I say it again? This is the one. So, these are our two really bit important bits. The Lord looks at the heart, and this is the one. Now, if you go into most primary school classrooms, when the teacher asks a question, a thousand hands will pop up in the air, and some people go like this, and I've been into one classroom where one child was literally stood up because of how much they wanted to be chosen. This feeling of wanting to be chosen comes from the need to be chosen and to be smart, and we want to see that you know the answer, and the teacher knows that. But this feeling of wanting to be chosen is not limited to a classroom. We all know that being chosen and being special is a nice feeling, and that as humans we are designed to crave this feeling, and I researched this, and it comes from survival. The need to be needed within a community is an element of survival. And I feel like no one, no matter their age, has this desire to be needed and contribute to a community. And through this story of David being anointed, we can see that God has chosen us for a purpose that he has designed us to be good at and is equipping us to do. No one else, not any of David's brothers, could defeat Goliath, become king, and establish the house of David that would one day lead to Jesus. And that doesn't mean that they didn't have their own paths either. God had a different plan and a different design for them. So when we look at the family tree of Jesus, we see this link between Jesus and David. Jesus, like David, was sent to earth with a purpose and work to do in the name of God. And Jesus is a perfect example of how God creates us with intention of who we are going to be. And as Christians, we believe that Jesus is God, and therefore he shares the same attributes that God has. He has miracle powers. He demonstrates the life of a good person and has unconditional love for his children. And the way that Jesus had unconditional love for his people enabled him to commit to give his life so that we could all have eternal life when we choose to follow him. And in many ways, this was God's purpose and design for Jesus, to give all of his followers an eternal life with him. So I don't think God wants any of us here to go out and defeat giants and become kings. But I do think that God has a plan for each and every one of us. Whether it's inviting someone to church, or praying for friends and family, or serving on a team at church, or leading worship, he has something for you and he has designed you for that. And what is really special is this is not to do with your outward appearance. This is to do with your heart, because that's where Jesus looks. 
And God has designed your heart for this purpose. And this could be a passion for music or a drive to work against injustice in this world or real love for our planet. God looked at your heart and said, this is the one. So I would like to encourage everyone in here, children and adults, our youngest to our oldest, to have a chat and a pray with God about what it is that God has given them that you can use to do his work for him. Now, children, in a minute, you've got some craft to do. You've got a lovely heart that you get to decorate that you can do at the back that I've got some lovely helpers who are going to help me with. And the worship band are going to come, come back up. But I wanted to end in prayer, and this is for anyone in this room, from the youngest to the oldest, you can say this prayer. So thank you, God, that you've created every single one of us and designed us like you designed David with work to do to praise and show our love for you. I pray for every person in this room and that you will reveal to them what makes them chosen and special with you. Speak with us this morning and this week and through the rest of our lives about what you want us to do and who you made us. I pray that everyone in this room is going to have an amazing rest of their day and that the day is going to go really well, especially for the the football. Um, So in your name, amen. Thank you.